The night is the hardest time to be alive, and 4am knows all my secrets. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks. And I'm your host, Ramia Amadan, with Nisreen Abdelmajid. She's going to join us in a second to talk. But this quote for today's episode is by Poppy Z. Bright. And no, I'm not just picking it because I am having an interesting sleeping schedule. That may or may not have been part of the influence, but it's just a... And an interesting thing to think about because we often talk about what time of day we like to read and when books hit us the most. And I'm telling you, these psychological thrillers that I've been into lately hit the best in the middle of the night, like midnight onwards. So, yes, I've definitely been staying up late reading books and the kinds of books that I've been reading feel like they're getting to a very untouched space mentally because of when we're reading it so uh later on in september when we talk about some of these psychological thrillers and really break it down you can think back to this moment when i confessed that i've been reading at two in the morning to get these books in and then sometimes you know you wake up the next morning and go wow that was strange almost like you've woken up from a dream headspace but The dream was really the books that you've been taking in, the content that you've been taking in way late at night. I kind of understand now when parents used to tell kids when they were younger, you shouldn't be watching this monster movie so late at night and so close to bedtime. Except now the monsters are characters and uh, in the books and they're doing some very questionable things as adults. Okay, that's it. That's all for the teasers. Let's move on to the CELA homepage where there are three featured titles. These titles you can find on celalibrary.ca along with all other titles offered in that vast catalog of ebooks, daisy books, and audiobooks for your download. The Whispers by Ashley Audrain, which is a suspense and thrillers. Then we have The Wager by David Graham. This is a history. And The Misses by E.L. James, which is a romance. And we still haven't checked that out. But go to celalibrary.ca if you're interested in any of the above titles. Nisreen, you are here with me because you have some book talk chat that you want to book talk chat that's not redundant (laughs) at all some book talk that you want to mention yeah so Remia audiobooks have taken the book market by storm as we know that I mean that's why we're talking about audiobooks in general here on this podcast audiobooks are considered the fastest growing book format according to good e-reader and all these rising trends and audiobook platforms show how people prefer to listen to audiobooks nowadays I mean a lot of people prefer to listen to audiobooks by multitasking too. I mean, for me, I have been multitasking, you know, I, I've, if, if I had the chance to read physical books, I don't think I would, I would have the time nowadays. So the fact that we get to multitask, do it in many different situations, it's, it's beneficial for a lot of people. But Ramia, does this mean traditional reading is fading away? And I'm here to say that even with the rise in audiobooks, I don't think it will ever replace physical books and traditional reading. For who, though? I have to challenge that in the sense of replace might be talking about people. I mean, not might be. Definitely is talking for the people who can pick up physical books to begin with, right? So when we talk about like print 
and accessibility for books and um, print-based disabilities or, you know, just insert whatever identity you want to hear. But the, the challenge is that not all of us even grew up reading physical books. Maybe we could understand physical books because others have read physical books to us. And, you know, your grandma sat in her rocking chair and you had story time with her and she flipped through that book. But um, for me and for many others who can relate, like all we've ever had is audiobooks or all we've ever had is audible ways of taking part. Right. And so, yeah, an auditory. So there is really that question about it now of course if we're talking about in general on the wider scope yeah of course um i think this question is very generalized i mean mm-hmm. um but definitely a nice fact to know and why i'm telling you that i don't think it will replace physical books and traditional reading in general is that mm-hmm. according to good reader even with the rise in audiobooks, still 65% of readers still favor physical books for their reads. Mm. So mm-hmm. I think even after all these book platforms that have passed these generations, physical books still are a favorite for yeah. a lot of people. Yes. There's... <sighs> I think it's two different kinds of reading, honestly. Obviously, not all of us have the choice to be able to say, you know, I prefer a physical book today or today I feel like enjoying a nice audiobook. Um, but definitely there are two different kinds of ways of taking in books when you're talking physical books versus um, audiobooks. So when we say the traditional book won't go away or even compared to ebooks, yeah. I can completely understand where that's coming from. Nez, awesome. Hey, have you ever heard of cozy mysteries as a genre? Yes. Okay, well, I don't know if I know exactly what that means, so we're going to find out because Bill Shackleton's joining us for our audiobook chat, and he's going to tell us all about his interest in cozy mysteries. This is AMI Audiobook Review. Let's check in with an avid audiobook listener. We're opening up the space at this point to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce on audiobooks. Today's guest is Bill Shackleton. Now, Bill takes on many roles at AMI. He's our live reporter here. He's the presenter of The Buzz with Bill on Kelly and Rumia, and He's the man of the best of the bus, which is the AMI original podcast made from these conversations on the buzz with Bill. Bill, it's our first time having you on AMI Audiobook Review. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, glad to be here. Now, you consider yourself an avid audiobook listener, right? Like you've been listening to audiobooks when they were just being called talking books and whatever they were before oh, that. Oh, I, re- I remember talking <laughs> books. Yeah, yeah, I sure do. No, okay, so what was the first form of audiobook listening you did do you remember well the first well first of all the the original talking books that i know of Mm -hmm. were recorded on records and uh this was many 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 moons ago and you were a kid when you were listening to records yeah okay you you needed you needed a turntable with speed 16 Um, that's specific yeah because uh you know they were they were basically long playing records right yeah yeah um, then the next, the, 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 the ones that I remember at first using 
they were gigantic, like cassette type. Um, they came from, some of them came from England. They, the, the cartridges were like four, four or five pounds and the machines were 50, 60 pounds. People might remember that. And they were 18 tracks and you needed, of course, a special machine to play them. So, wow. They, yeah, they were really incredible. Um, you know, the audio wasn't as good, of course, as it is now. And then they went to four track cassettes. Um, mm -hmm. They needed a special machine to play that. And then they went to the con conventional cassettes where you still needed a four track player to play them. Mm -hmm. And of course, now we're back, to, we're down to auto where, where you can actually download them. We're down to clicking a button. Yeah, that's on right. On a browser. Yeah, to that's pay right. Pay for an audiobook and have it in our virtual libraries. Yeah, no, yeah. it's you've lived through it all. But um, I'm curious as a blind person, how did you keep track? First of all, were you owning audiobooks? Were you just borrowing them, um, and or talking books, I guess? And how did you identify track after track just to get through one book? Well, I, 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 the CNIB had a library, so they would just send you books in the mail. Mm -hmm. And then you'd send them back. Um, so the way it even with the records, well, I didn't you I didn't use the records. I just know they existed. Ah, but I'm so sure they. You. I think that's how it worked. Sure. Um, the way you would do, you'd play, you'd, you'd you'd put one of these gigantic cartridges or cassettes on this machine, and then it would start playing, and then it would say end of track, and then you would press a button to get to the next track, mm. and that's how it worked. Okay, so you didn't have too much trouble. No, you didn't turn it over. Okay, okay. The thing that I would be wondering about is like how you identify the books at all. Like now oh. we don't even have to think about these things because, you know, titles are accessible if you're a screen reader user or um, et cetera, right? Like with DAISY and digital formats. But before, you're, you're keeping track of things physically and cassettes and I remember even when I was using um, CD or Daisy player uh, like physical Daisy discs I was like I can't even keep track of that <laughs> and as a low vision person mostly because I had a messy organization system but how about I for think, you? I think if I remember correctly the these huge cassettes that they had um, you just could put you just had to put it on you right. didn't know what it was. You put it on and it started playing. And of course, they And then the you title. identify what it is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. No, it's really interesting to hear about it. I know you're, I'm always making you give me history lessons when it comes to these things, Billy, but it's interesting to think about like how much things have changed and how much people have had to adapt to those changes. So do you have a favorite time through all this change in technology, do you have a favorite time of listening to audiobooks um, with a certain format? Usually after work. Um, I mm -hmm. do it at night. And I what like was it? it Cassettes, CDs, Daisy? Do you prefer it all in digital now? How do oh, you yeah. best prefer audiobooks? I do. I do it. In, I do Daisy online and I do um, like digital. I do Audible, right? Mm -hmm. But do you miss the cassettes? No, CDs. not really. The audio quality wasn't always good. And, okay. and and the cassettes jammed and you know, there were things about it that were good and things not so good. No, yeah. I'm I'm rolling with the with this Audible now. Good. And speaking of which, uh, you know, Audible is um a paid membership. Is that where you do primary all of your reading? That and Sella. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, of course our friends at CELA, we got to shout them out. What are you reading right now? Are you in the midst of anything? Well, I am. Um, just started an Agatha Christie book. Agatha Christie's been around, you know, the, you, you've heard Forever. of her. Mm-hmm. And, but, but I haven't, I, there's a bunch of short story collections that I've never gotten to yet. So I'm, I'm glad to have, I'm, st- I've started a one that's like, it's about Miss Marple and, you know, she's a, works, she is a, basically a, an elderly lady who solves crime through, with, uh, from her chair in this little village in St. Martin Mead in England. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's the one I'm doing now. And uh, I've done a couple of other series, which I can highly recommend. Sure. But are you a general fan of Agatha Christie? I, I, I like her books. Yeah. I have, um, we have a contributor on this show, Amir Khan, who had tried to read, <laughs> Uh, Murder on the Orient Express and just absolutely detested the experience of reading that book. And I don't know if he's talked about it on the show yet, but uh, we have to get him on to do that if he hasn't already. His review is so fun because it's a classic, right? So when you hear about people who just can't stand a classic, it's very funny um, and very entertaining. But uh, do you have any thoughts on Orient Express? Well, I, you know, maybe the reason why people have a hard what, time reading some of these classic books is that there's no internet. Like, you can't relate. It's a different time period. A different, <laughs> That's so true. You know, a different era. I mean, there's no iPhones. There's no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no text Forensic messaging. science was so yeah, different. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can't just send things to a lab on no. the Orient Express and have it no, back. No, that's okay. right. That's pretty funny. Uh, are you a, a mystery fan in general? Mystery and um, political political intrigue, and I like the Robert Ludlum books. I used to go for the really bad blood and guts ones, and then I've changed my style, and I like the cozy mysteries because they take place in English villages, and, and it's it's just more, there is violence, but... I like the books that have, you know, um, they talk about the pub. They talk, they gossip. There's a general story. And then and these books um, take place in these small villages. And I sort of transport myself there. Mm. You know what I mean? And it just, I like the small town life. So it's the geography. Yeah. Do you also right. pay attention to the history? Like if you're talking about books or if the books are set in... Uh, a certain time period does that make an intrigue oh it, oh yeah absolutely i mean you talk about gaslights history is incredible um you know the horses the horse carriages and you know, you know that type of thing yeah yeah or any of that I, I i can't speak about it for myself but i know that there are a lot of people who love historical fiction just because it puts you in that um time frame of another era and then sometimes you get really deep into a particular kind of era or a particular time in history right so that kind of stuff is interesting but for you it's more about that small town geography yeah and small small towns okay just life and and you know specifically english um i prefer english um i don't know what it is why i do prefer Eng- the that type of a, an english book Mm, interesting okay so like british writers and such yeah um 
do you find these to be quirky genres? Or like when you say cozy mysteries, that feels like a trend word. You know, these days it feels like people are into cozy mysteries. Um, but do you find that to be like a very niche genre? Is it hard to find books like this? Are there only particular authors or is there enough on this to keep you going? There's plenty. Absolutely yeah, okay. plenty. If you if you type in cozy mystery into Audible, you'll get more authors than you can count. Like, yeah, it's I think it is a niche, mm. but there's no shortage of books. I can guarantee you. And there's no shortage of authors. Right, of course. Yeah, and I guess it doesn't have to be a popular author or someone who's absolutely well-known. It could be just, you know, you're into that book and you'll go for whoever writes it. Are you that type of person? Like, you don't need to know the name of an author. Like, you're totally down to explore new authors all the time. Absolutely. I don't care. I mean, I don't care who the author is as long as the book is good. And the same thing with, like... I am sort of particular with narrators because some of the narrators, you know, are better than others. And mm -hmm. there are certain narrators I look for because I just know by experience, I've listened to them before and I like them. And sometimes if the narrator is good, I'll download the book. Right. And will you complete it? Like what if the narrator is good and you download the book and then the book itself is meh? Will I'll you complete it, the book or you put no, it away? No, I, I mark as finished and then I'll go back to it maybe. Okay. So. But do you have a list of books you have not finished? I can't remember what they are, but yeah, I've got a few. Okay. Um, some of them can be disappointing. Um, you know, you download it. Hey, it's a great book, but no, it's not really. Mm. I am not the type of person to finish a book if I don't like it. No. If I can't get into it. So, but we do have a lot of, we've spoken to a lot of completionists on the show who are determined to finish a book, whether or not they particularly enjoy it. Or what about review? It. What about reviews? Do you, do you guys really, are you really big on reviews? I mean, I don't rate anything. I think it's, I don't, I never rate even from shopping or I never do. That's because we're lazy, right? Like we yeah. don't contribute to the community bill. I think we should be um, more contributive, but it's true. I don't review either, but I, take in other people's reviews especially after i finish a book i find it most entertaining to go and insightful to go and read people's reviews on a book after i've completed it to know how it's been fared in general the way what i generally do is i'll go i'll go to the reviews if there's a whole bunch of reviews that people say i say it's not a very good book i might not do it Mm -hmm. But what I will do if they, because some people say the narrator is no good and I know who the narrator is. Right. And they're wrong. So I just, I, <laughs> I will download it because I know some know people what like you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, so do you often go for reviews even before you start a book? I look at a few of them. I don't look at all, but I do look at a few and. The, the the very the, the audio description that be the you know of the book is very important of course sure like the synopsis yeah the mm -hmm. synopsis mm -hmm. and I know you're a f actually I don't know if I know this are you a fan of old time radio and audio oh yeah dramas very definitely very yes. definitely okay so do you enjoy like the multicast and multi narrated 
audiobooks? Yeah, um, yes. Although I haven't had too many from Audible, but they, there's there's more and more and more. You know, I guess they're producing their own. Mm-hmm. They call it audio theater, but it, but yeah, there's lots. Of, I've got a few of them in my wish list somewhere. And the thing is, now with um, mysteries, a lot of authors are writing multiple perspectives, right? Like multiple POV uh, kind of books where you're following a mystery through several characters involved. And so that goes very nicely with having multiple narrators. So I feel like with this genre that you have with the cozy mysteries, um, it's just like a sweet spot for multi-narrated audiobooks. Yeah. Yep. Do you have a favorite author? Um, I have several favorites, but the, but but a couple of them that I really are um, is is Leslie Cookman writes the Libby Sergeant, and Libby is a sort of an elderly woman who gets involved in murder in these English villages, mm-hmm. um, and and the one is that is um, that I really like is Agatha Raisin, and uh, M. C. Beaton has written many 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 books, and and um, Agatha Raisin is um, um, a crotchety old, well, maybe not old, but a, a sometime private detective falling in and out of love. And But the, Penelope Keith, who plays, um, who reads most of the Agatha Raisin books, is fantastic. And she actually played in the BBC series that, that you can download. So she is a fantastic reader. Mm-hmm. Um, when she reads, and uh, she did Agatha Raisin incredibly good. So she is, to get this straight, the narrator of the Agatha Raisin series. Yeah, and books, and is the, the, casted yeah, in the uh, yeah, BBC that's drama. Right. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, she's an incredible. If you ever listen to, she's boy, she's just unbelievable. And what it draws you into the series is it just the character, the main. Uh protagonist yeah the just just a character again it's just i i I just you know agatha raisins gets gets her man and you know she's in and out of affairs and she's in and out of situations and it's just i just like that this that that you know the style Mm. how long are the books Six, five, six, seven. Like none of them are really that long, which doesn't sound like it. And I think that's a good idea. I mean, I some people like to listen to a book at one go, mm-hmm. um, you know. And and I think if if for the long books, it's very difficult for most authors that I'm aware of to make if if, if it's like seventeen, eighteen hours, they tend to drag, right? Sometimes, so it's an investment for sure. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. So how many of these books have you gone through? Do you have an idea? At least 20 or 30 anyway. A oh. lot of them. Oh, she's really written a lot. Yeah. She. Oh, she has. Okay. Oh, that's pretty amazing. And what kind of people, like what kind of readers, if you can ponder this question, would you recommend this book to? Like, or the series to? You know, if you like blank, you would like this. Um, if you like, um, stories or, or books that are, that have a lot of character, if you like books and, um, that are character development, if you like books that are not overly violent, but still 
uh, still there, there are mysteries and there are murders, mm-hmm. but they're not going to keep you awake at night. Um, if you sort of like the easygoing, uh, that type of thing, if you like mm-hmm. small town life and, you know, when they talk about things like the roses and the, you know, you can smell, you can smell the roses, you can smell the green, you can, you, you know, it's easy to transport yourself into these places, right. you know, the pubs, the victor, the, the, the vicar, um, just, you know, that type of thing. Billy, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to me. And, um, you know, we, we chat a lot of audiobooks with a lot of people and every experience is very different because we have different preferences. Uh, but it's nice to talk to you because you've gone through all the talking book phases or at least some of the ones you mentioned. And, uh, and you've also kept in touch with the digital side. So you're still reading a lot. Oh, still reading a lot. Yeah. Hey, tell me again, um, how many of this Libby Sargent books did you read? There's at least, I've read most of them. There's maybe 10 or 15 of them. Okay. And then there's Agatha Raisin. There's like 20 of those, maybe more. Yeah. And Sella has them, I believe. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much and hope to have you on again. Thanks a lot for having me. That is Bill Shackleton, and he's our live reporter here. He is a presenter at AMI. He's also part of the Buzz with Bill, so check him out on Kelly and Rumia. End of the first hour, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, and on the Best of the Buzz, which is an AMI original podcast that you can download. Next week, we're back with Amir Khan, who joins us at the end of the month for his three highlights of the month and I'm your host Ramia Amadin technical producer for the show is Nisreen Abdelmajid until next week happy audiobook listening Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.